and welcome to a very special second episode for the Kick It Forward podcast this week with former number one draft pick for the AFL, Jack Watts, stopping by to talk through basketball background, his relationship with footy, and his life since being the head of squash. Uh, beside me, as always, is Giorgio Bot. Josh. Oh, yeah. And Harry Good Fitzgerald. Day, Giorgio. And, well, yeah, Jack, thanks for coming in today, mate. We'll speak to you soon. Goodness gracious. That's the great thing about podcasts, isn't it, Josh? We're flexible. And you know what? We just, hey, five minutes of prep, and we've got one rolling. Could you please email me the form? The form? Yeah, the overtime form, mate. Because oh. I'm bloody in here on my day off. Well done. <laughs> and thank, thank you for the applause. What's going on here? Giorgio's in Europe, six weeks, and we'd, we're doing this twice a week now. Yeah, I know. He would blow a gasket if he found out we we're um, working twice. No, I do love this, Josh. It's good to be here. Um, hey, I just wanted to say um, I'm getting over, still getting over um, Twiggy Forest separating from Nicola Forest. That was big. Um, Big news recently. I hope those guys are okay. Apparently business is unaffected though. Yeah, they had a press release (laughs) saying like, well, unfortunately we still love each other very much, but also Mindrew Corporation, uh, Fortescue have not been impacted whatsoever, which is Uh, always what you want from a love letter. God, exactly. My shares will be fine. Just one more thing quickly, Josh. Um, I think it must have been the end of the the recent pod episode. You were saying you don't like watching um, plane, boat or submarine movies. Yeah, it's a general rule. Yet you've got onto my recommendation of watching Hijack and you said you're loving it. What's yeah, that? What kind of movie is that, Josh? Uh, Idris Elba, hot, hot British dude. Mm, it's a plane movie. Okay, do you, wait, wait a second, wait a second. Do you watch train movies? Do train movies count? Uh, unless it's um, that well, one about the mega train in the future. What's that one called? Snowpiercer. That's a pretty good one. That's a train movie. What about the taking of Pelham 123, Denzel Washington and Travolta? Well, most of that actually is in the control room when they're talking to him. So I more I more see that as a control room movie. All right, touche. Well done, Josh. Should we get on to the uh there's some pretty big news this week. Well what hang on, what have you been up to first? What have you been up to? Oh, I've been that flat out. Like oh, God. speaking of overtime forms. Oh. Are you gonna be alright? Actually, that's not sad enough that music. We need this music. Um Yeah, it's oh. been really tough. Like, you know, I don't know, I, I might have broached the topic of Pierce Morgan in the last podcast. Oh no. Well, I've written a song um <laughs> which I'll make into a video. Oh, you probably don't want to hear it. It's probably lame and stupid. Please show us. Please, please. Let us listen. Please. Oh, oh, all right. Come on. Give us a taste. It's pretty subtle. Like, I hope he reads between the lines and understands what I'm trying to say. In England, are good dudes. Basketball may hit the front. But the reason I'm sad, I'm sorry, it's rude. It's Piss Morgan. He's a cunt, 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 cunt. Well, that's enough. You'll have to see the rest Whoa. of the video. I hope it comes across that I'm not. I'm I think feeling a bit frustrated. You should have done more swear words. Um, oh, I forgot about them. Are there any worse swear words? I checked the one, a beep the in there, one I'm pretty you, sure. You've used? Okay. Oh, yeah. That's probably the, the most passable one. I'm sure someone will. You know what? Like my, you know, when I was going to high school, well, you know, I was asking my sister for some advice and I was asking about, like, oh, you know, can you swear and stuff? Yeah. She goes, oh, you know, you can drop a few, like, you know, S bombs and C's, like crap and stuff. Oh, yeah. Whatever you do, do not say c- She's Your sister do, said that. Yeah, she was like, that's a really bad swear word. This is when you're like year six or seven. She's like, do not say the word. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh, uh. Um, the other thing was, uh, I've been, as I said, very busy. I uh, called up SEN, but they're like cottoning on to me. <laughs> You've been doing all your favorite things yeah. in the past few days. I'm really busy. Yeah. But no, I was listening to Sam Edmund. I actually really like Sam Edmund. He's yes. like real down line and it, he's getting really good on radio too. Like he's already very good, but he was hosting in, in place for Dueno or Shano. Dueno. And uh, someone called up and was basically saying, you're creating fake news, Sammy. And I, you know, he was just reporting on something. But Anthony's in Port Melbourne. He's joined us to kick us off for Midday Madness. The floor is yours there, Anthony. Thanks for your time. This is a real person. Bevo's come out and said what he has said. Mm. 
But how, how, how can you say something like what you've just said? I know you're trying to fill the narrative. I know you're trying to fill content. Mm. But my God, we have your station on in our office in the background. And some of the diatribe that comes out of you so-called pundits is disgraceful. Now, the word pungent, what does that mean? What does that say? And that's your first agenda when you get off on today's uh, segment. Just pausing quickly, he was talking about a potential trade of Bailey Smith to another club that was oh being spoken God. about. Okay. That's what he's talking about, okay. And he was, he was just talking about it. You done, where, Anthony? Where, where, where oh, you no, with that? Carry on. With that? I don't understand. Carry on. No, I don't understand. I've, 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 I'm being quite explicit with what I've just said. I don't understand it. What don't you understand? That you're trying to create a headline after the coach, irrespective of what you're trying to elicit. You're trying to make a headline after the coach <laughs> has said what he has said. Knowing the narrative is that his that's going to be said not with his form and so forth. Don't you guys actually take into consideration what is really happening? I, I played that Bevo audio for a reason, Anthony. So the reason I did that was because yesterday Luke Beveridge's main concern was around the opinion that Bailey Smith would be better off elsewhere. And he said that was... Um, you know, offensive. And and that's fair enough, too. That is, If that's someone's opinion they're willing to put out, that is an offensive comment to make. I'm not saying he's better off there or he's better off elsewhere or forming an opinion at all. I'm only presenting the facts as they stand. No, no, you, you, you also made it... You said, you stated the facts, but you said it's an opinion. This is what the open line is about. And you gave your opinion. Oh, wham, wham, wham. Everyone's contract. Anyway, so he goes so on and says a, he's a flog, basically. It's a simple... Um, like, trade rumours fuel talk exactly. back radio during the day. And I love the idea this guy's trying to do his job. I'm putting t- an end to it. Typing out an email <laughs> and hearing Dwayne O'Shano or Sam in this case and going, oh, for fuck's sake, this I guy- can't work in these conditions. Hey, mate, why don't you put Nova on in your office like the rest of the country or something Nova. like that? Or 96FM or something. I, you, <laughs> you know what's funny about that too is like, you imagine all his colleagues being like, oh, Anthony, not again, mate. Just yeah. like, fucking drop it, mate. No one cares. Like, uh, it's a fucking job. It never actually crossed my mind that there's just talkback radio pumping through offices as well while people work. Oh, maybe there's I more know, people than we gave I'm, credit. Yeah, I know it's a big thing, the AM dial, but yeah. I'm good on them. It's not just me and Broden Kelly listening the entire day. Yeah. Um, so I felt sad for Sammy because I think he's yeah. a good one. Yeah. And this guy, and he, he kept his cool and put him there. The guy had his opinion and it's bloody good radio, tell you that much. Oh, yeah. So someone called up and, you know, had to defend him because... And it was weird because it, it was crazy, Harry. You're not going to blame him. You're going to blame. Well, what do you mean? It was Anthony's colleague. Oh, he's calling sure. from an, a, a cubicle, uh, hiding, <laughs> and he's just sick of him. Chris. Uh, Dylan is out in WA. Welcome, Dylan. Hey, hey, hey Sammy. How are you going? I just wanted to talk and support you after um, that, that Anthony bloke, the bit of... So I'm just in the closet at work. I actually work with Anthony and... He's a bit of a like, bit of a flog, to be honest. Like, he actually only jumped on the Western Bulldogs when they won the premiership. Prior to that, he didn't even like him. And he also complains about tipping when he doesn't get in. So you do a fantastic job, Sam. You're one of the best in the biz. And don't worry about him because he, he, he's not very good. Like, I, I just want to let you know. Dylan, is that it? Dylan, are you really Dylan? Oh, no. Yeah, it's me. It's me. Yeah. I'm in the closet. Yeah, right, okay. All right, Dylan, I just had suspicions. You may have been posing as someone else, but I'm not sure <laughs> if that really is you, and you do work with Anthony, how that's going to go down back in the office. But uh, 
I've got my doubts. Anyway, we put your call to air. <laughs> Gave me a bit of a chuckle. Baz is in Coburn. God, I that someone actually... Mate, it's awesome him. of Dylan. You know what? Dylan's got the balls. I mean, not to do it out in the open. He's got into the closet to make that phone yeah, call. Yeah, yeah, But, oh, we need more people like Dylan. Yeah, just back him <laughs> in. It's weird, though, because he, he said he was in WA. But anyway... um, I mean, well handled by Sam on both calls. Sam, absolute pro. Yeah. <laughs> he comes out of this best. But you know what? One of Sam's colleagues, actually... Now we're on the topic of SEN. One of Sam's colleagues this today basically has been involved in one of the weirdest and most hilarious uh, SEN talkback niche football radio things ever. Mm. So Jared Waitley is one of the most respected journalists in the country. AFL 360 people tune in just for his takes and stuff like that. Correct. When you finish Bounce, you see Jared. Yeah. So someone's someone's made up and a guy named Ben Adjsner, I'm it's got a J and a Z next to it, sorry. Um, he's emailed in and a couple other people messaged in to make us cover this. Someone's made a fake tweet with a fake uh, AFL 360 tile with Waitley and a quote underneath. It, so it mm. looks like a quote. And in the t- in the tweet, he's comparing Grime Myers from Geelong to Lionel Messi. And it's, yeah. you know, an outrageous one making fun of sometimes people make outrageous claims. Waitley would never do that. They've made this because it's probably the least likely to do it. And you know what? That could be the end of it. You move on, nothing happens. Until he replies directly. <sighs> Waitley now has gone and taken it upon himself to reply directly, not just once, not twice, but like multiple times on every single post. Wherever and it pops up on Twitter or Instagram, you'll see Whiteley um, saying, nope, this was not me. Fake uh, fake news, take it down. Fake quote, he says. <laughs> fake quote. So these are the, some of the ones I was talking about. So uh, Whiteley here, he replies, I never said that. This needs to be removed. Re- removed To the guy that had the original post, two things here. Uh, you haven't removed the post. Two, you haven't corrected the timeline. <laughs> Must be good for clicks. Hashtag fake quote. And he's imploring people on the air to find the culprit. I find myself in a really odd position where a quote has been oh my posted God. with my image. I don't I don't trawl social media terribly much. I have challenged a couple of people who have posted that, that those are not my words. It's not my quote. I don't know where it's from. I don't know why it's there. But I am most curious as to the couple of people I've challenged on that have not removed the post. It must be good for clicks. So maybe you could take it up for me. Maybe you could reply to those who are posting it and tell them that's just uh. a fake quote. And But in this... Harry, he's broken the number one rule of Twitter trolls. Do not acknowledge no, no, no. the Twitter trolls and do not also show that you're frustrated. And then he's tripled down and replied 10 billion times. Even to Dan Gorringe posted got around it and he's directly replied now, to Dan Gorringe, please remove. And I feel sorry for Waitley because he's so respected. He's just been never on this side of this satirical, he's, sarcastic, he's one like of the great ones. Twitter. He's one of the great ones. But actually, I reckon it's in his wheelhouse. I remember he said a few years ago that... Um, Jason Paul Pleasure is a better ball striker than Tiger Woods. I think that was a direct quote from oh, him as well. Asterisk. That's a good one. Uh, fake Footy is one of my favourite accounts. They always put up like fake articles. It has one question mark, question mark, two Dustin Martin, three Lance Franklin, four Patrick Dangerfield. And it has a picture of Grimeyes and Waitley and says, Jared Waitley has ranked his top four players of the 21st century so far. And there's a surprising inclusion for the f- at number one. <laughs> Click for more. So that's really good. So. This one is like a very harmless thing. I hope he's okay, uh, but everyone's kind of getting around it. And they're also making new ones too. <laughs> hey, who's the victim in all this? Myers, who has been instrumental for the Geelong Football victim? Club. He's being spoken about more than anyone. He's like, <laughs> yeah, well, people are saying it's fake. People are saying, well, especially Whiteley. You know what? 
He's a great player. He's Maybe a great it's the player. anchor theory, like in when you have an NBA draft, AFL draft, they say if you take a player and someone says, "Oh, he's a number three pick. He's number three this year." It's very hard for him to drop. They can drop, but they, you know, they'll mm. generally stay. Even if they're crap, they'll stay a you know a top ten pick or something like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Maybe with Myers now, we've set the anchor point. And now he might reach greatness, international football greatness, which was messy. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. Look out for now the memes that are popping out. I saw one before about him talking about Nick Martin as well. But let's get into Jack Watts. We've got a very special Sorry, guest everyone. this week who's in the room. Hey, Jack, how you going? No, 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 don't speak. Save it for the pod. Yep, yep, Save yep, it for yep, the yep, pod. We've got yep, yep. a special interview that's um, a little bit edited somehow in future. Um, on Monday, I said I was going to do this, and I decided, you know what? would be better for the audience. It's like the full... Uh, full experience of our interview because he just was really open and speaking about his career that he had a very like weird relationship with football and he came out of it sort of ready to leave it and he also had uh, so many things go on throughout his career so uh, when we normally do the packages we often have to drop a lot of stuff within it because you only have a certain amount of time and the idea of a package is to really in the most succinct way possible give the information over he went on to go through what it was like being the first sort of nationally known number one draft pick, or well, in my eyes anyway, the pressure and the mismanagement from the club that drafted him, going to Port and really feeling like he was back, and then his weird relationship with the media. And on top of all that, he's ironically kicking goals after oh my his goodness career. gracious. Order! Roll the tape. What's your relationship with footy nowadays? Yeah, honestly, like I really don't, I don't follow it. Um, Obvious with with the D's and and Port, you know, having mates that are still there. Like I'll I'll sort of stay in touch with them, and and obviously I want them to do well, and they're the teams that I'd follow. Um, but other than that, it's it's um yeah, it's funny. I did like a show last year for the Herald Sun, and you know I was on there with a couple of journo's, and we're talking about footy every week, and I'd have to go in there and you know get the wrap up from them for the for the week because I'd. I don't know. It's it's like, and I, I've sort of tried to analyze it and understand it. Like, is it because I had a shit time playing footy and you know copped a whole lot of shit that I'm you know am I bitter? Is it because blah blah blah? I just don't really enjoy it all that much anymore, to be honest. Like, you know, with my life at the moment, like F one, I've just jumped into F ones and I love F ones and I'll watch qualifying on a Saturday night at you know, stupid hours of the night and I'll get up on it and I'll stay up on a Sunday before work on Monday and watch Grand Prix at 2am, you know, I'm crazy. Um, I won't miss a game of the NBA playoffs, you know, like I'm obsessed with that and I love it, but I just don't enjoy footy or I don't enjoy watching it. Um, so, yeah, that's – and I'm sort of, you know, what what does that mean? Who knows? I, I'm not really too sure, but I enjoy getting as far away from it as possible really. When I look at um your draft, two thousand and eight, it in my head it was kind of the first one I was aware of. I don't know mm. if it was because Facebook was a, a couple of years earlier, maybe the internet was getting a bit better, but it was the first one I ever felt was treated like, uh, analyzed like the NBA drafts where kids were getting scrutinized or would be becoming a name prior to even playing a game. Yeah, I don't know. It was interesting, you know. It was sort of like the perfect storm, wasn't it? Having you know. A Melbourne team, Melbourne get the number one draft pick, then having, you know, the best prospect in Nick Natanui ever coming through, you know, we picked two with West Coast, a WA team and him being from WA. Um, but yeah, they're definitely, I mean, I don't know, it just seemed like there was a lot of hype around it. And then certainly like the way that Melbourne 
you know, handled having an unwon pick was I felt like was probably different to well, looking back on it now, it was certainly handled different to previous unwon draft picks. You know, they were probably in a in a position where I think we were six million dollars in debt and you know, we've been down the bottom of the ladder forever. So it was like shit, we need to give the supporters a bit of hope and um the way we're gonna do that is just like look to our youth and you know, I was sort of like the spearhead of that and and then when you don't really kick on and perform and there's a lot of guys around you that are dominating, you know, it's it's um it's uh the perfect storm to cop some shit. So yeah, that's what happened. And I I just have this vivid memory of being in the newsroom and someone was chatting about Usman Khawaja's drop for the third test or something. And there's a guy next to me who had let out a deep sigh and goes, Who gives a shit? And um, <laughs> I, I've like I never resonated with something so much in my life because while I like really love sport, I like so much of it is semantics in this churn. But what's yeah. it like when you're within that? When you're the person that this churn has decided to devour that week? I used to think about that all the time with footy and, you know, like far out. How do people care so much about footy? Like, you know, it's like um and, you know, I think coming from where I came from and I copped a lot of shit, like I'll pull a lot of my mates up, like when that, they'll say, oh, this bloke's, you know, weak as piss or whatever, like, you know, or, you know, when it, it's sort of like when it gets personal, like, oh, he's, the, you know, I've heard this, blah, blah. It's like, all right, hold on a second. Like, have you, do you actually know the guy? If you've ever met him, like he's a, he's a ripping fellow, blah, blah, blah. It's like because I've probably been on the other end of it. I'll always try and, you know, be on the side of giving people the benefit of the doubt. Like, you know, you don't actually know the guy. Yeah, you might not agree with how he plays or you might not agree with what he did there or whatever, but you can't go and say that he's this and that. But then also, like, then when I watch the NBA and I, I like, <laughs> I, I find myself going, oh, this bloke's, you know, fuck, he must, he's not taking it seriously. Or Anthony Davis, you know, oh, he's soft and this and that. It's like, that's what people, that's all people are saying about me. And, and so, like, for me, what I learned early, very early on was, like, if anyone's, you know, if anyone thinks that it's their right to go out of their way and, like, completely rip someone apart and try and bring them down, it's, like, it says more about them than anything else, you know, and, like, just stayed off any social media. I didn't read, watch the news. I haven't watched the news in 15 years. It, it was almost like you feel sorry for people who, you know, their life revolves around trying to rip people down and, you know, focus on these negative things. And that was sort of how I dealt with it. The the more you realize like what anyone else thinks doesn't matter, like the better, you know, like once I, you sort of get to that stage, like who gives a fuck what anyone else thinks. Your first year in Port Adelaide is probably somewhat underrated. What, what was it like playing there after sort of starting afresh in South Australia where it's not the sort of fishbowl that it is in Melbourne? It was amazing, honestly. Like that was... That pre-season, that first pre-season I went over there was like the most fun and like relaxed that I'd ever had playing footy. Like just, you know, it was a more senior group. There was, you know, you got Travis Boat, Robbie Gray, you know, Charlie Dixon, these Justin Westoff, like these legends that, you know, have done it all, played in grand finals. And it was like the coaches just trusted you. Like it wasn't like you were going out there like, oh, they're trying to, pick us apart and I'm, am I working hard enough and are they going to be watching if I'm doing extras and all this it was like we know they're a good team we know they're good players like they're all senior players they know what they're doing so we'll trust them mm. so that pre first pre-season was incredible and I was fucking flying to be honest I was on fire and I've never been that fit and 
And, um, you know, pre-season games, I was, I was playing really well. First game came out and played against Frio, maybe, or something at Adelaide Oval. And I fucking dominated. Like, I kicked three and had 20 or something and three goals three or three goals four and had, you know, all these shots. And I fucked my foot in the in the game and I cracked a bone or something. And so then for the rest of that year, I was getting jabs for training, jabs for Shit. games jabs at half time so that was just frustrating and it just sort of took all the momentum out of my year and and I was pretty shit after that I was pretty average for that season then coming into the second season I had that big controversy and you know fucked up online and um and that fucking rattled me big time and so then but you know I guess the one positive for that is like you knuckle down and you you um you know you you get serious and you and you train fucking hard and so I did that coming into year two um after a bit of a disappointing end to the my first year and we came out played really well round one beat the D's and then I was playing really well again round two and then snapped my leg so it was uh it just wasn't meant to be my football career unfortunately so um you know, it's it's funny. Like I look back at that, and I I think they played in a prelim, and then you know the following year they played in a prelim, they lost like three points or something. And I, you know, you look back and you go, shit. If I was around for that, who knows? It would have been, you know, it just would have been good fun to play in those big games because I've been to Oktoberfest three times. Was it annoying that it's such a common knowledge thing, this white powder, but it's then the perfect clickbait article to be like white powder substance footy player overseas after the season? Yeah, look, I, I don't have a lot of a, a leg to stand on in that situation, I don't think. Like, watching that video back is, like, one of the most embarrassing things ever. Just, like, even just how I was, you know, I was obviously pissed and, like, what I'm, just, like, you know, it's just embarrassing. And, yeah, you know, like, frustrating that someone's there filming it and this girl had been around, you know, been around and with all the boys and all the rest of it. And, you know, it's, like, frustrating that it comes out that it's you know it's pretty much just me and and that's the story but um you know I, I sort of think I feel like if it didn't come out the way it did you know do you really learn the lesson that um you know it's sort of how I've looked at a lot of those things it's like I've learned a lot from them and if it didn't happen that way would I sort of think that or would I be acting the same way or would I be doing stupid shit like that you know um so yeah, it was sort of a uh, a good lesson to learn, and annoying how it comes out, and frustrating, and you know, yeah, definitely like the media and the clickbait is, um, you know, like the one that was even worse was like the car thing when I was dealing with a car crash over in Adelaide, and you know, we'd done everything we possibly could to find out the court date and blah blah blah, and I was doing a show for the Herald Sun at the time. So I was in at the Herald Sun studios every Wednesday. And supposedly I, you know, we missed the court date and I didn't turn up to the court date when me and my lawyer, like both like hounding the um, police station to try and let us know when the court date was blah, blah, blah. And then the, the story comes out like Jack Watts on the run from the cops. Like, oh no. Doing a run. I like front and my mum's like messaging me like, are you okay? Like they're saying you're on the run and, <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And you know, it's front page. Like, and so when it's something like that, it's it's front page. Then when they go and they find out, like, you know, I didn't even get a conviction. I didn't get anything. 
I got a five hundred dollar fine in the end, um, and it was it all came out that I was completely in the in the right, and I'd done you know, in terms of not knowing the court date. But the the article saying that is this big in the corner, hidden <laughs> away, like oh Jack Watts found that you know he didn't do anything wrong. Do you know what I mean? So it's just like the weight of of how much they give the negative stuff because people fucking love that shit these days. And it's like the world we live in, everyone thrives off this negative bullshit. And it's like, it's so frustrating. Yeah. The retraction's always been on page 70 and um, about four lines <laughs> long. And then they're like, no, nah, no, nah, we satisfied it. It's um, it's fine. Let's move on. Also explosion exactly. down at port. Um, we'll finish on something positive, mate. Uh, yeah, why why do you think this one has been successful? Because I feel like you see it in a lot of stores and you see it everywhere, whereas you know so many other ones have failed. I think I got very lucky with who I went into business with to start with. Um, you know, two of my best mates, we started it together. Um, but Walshy, who he sort of ran it while I was playing footy, um, and our designer Stubby, he was sort of working full time at Lee and Wrangler for a number of years while we started it. And so Walsh, he pretty much ran it on his own with obviously with the help of us. And, you know, we did everything we can to, we could to get it off the ground. But, you know, he's a very smart bloke and he, he did very well getting it started. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know what, I mean, as we were just speaking about it, it's it's a tough caper, you know, retail's pretty tough, especially at the moment. Um, but I just think if you, you know, if you're passionate about something and, you know, we really believe in it, um, you know, it's sort of, it can, it can crack through and you, you stick at it. And, um, you know, we've been lucky enough to, yeah, have a lot of great mentors over the years and they've helped us out getting us into stores and putting us on the right track. And, you know, you make so many bloody mistakes <laughs> starting out a business. Um, so to have people on your side that can help you avoid a few of those um, saves you a lot of time and money. So it's been good. Well, uh, we actually, um, we're kind of similar, um, Jack, because we we also make merch. Um, yes. Yeah. So, I uh, know, but our biggest error with it was uh, when the grand final came to Perth, when Melbourne won, um, they did it so quickly that they didn't make like Perth grand final merch. So, we decided, oh, let's make a shirt. And we sold out in half an hour and we yep. priced them at $20. And then I had like a, a thousand emails because we'd sold five hundred an hour. Five hundred an hour. Now that's that's cooking. Well, I think. Well, yeah, we lost money on it, so it was. It was <laughs> fun enterprises at a minimum. It was fun. Um, I was about to ask, what margins are you getting selling them at twenty bucks? One woman bought ten, and we we're like, "Oh, we didn't realize you're such a big fan." She goes, "No, that was twenty bucks. We don't. I've no idea who you are." <laughs> Uh, I just had a question about basketball. So Andrew Gaze said once that you, you know, you could have played for the Boomers or something like that, which is a pretty bold statement back in the day, especially from Gazy. How good were you? Because the basketball background thing is flown around, thrown around so much uh, in in sport. I was I played for Australia when I was seventeen, when I was sixteen, fifteen for the under a year out of my age group. So I was around the mark. Yeah. Um, you know, I played with guys really like yeah, Del Vadova and and those sort of guys that end up. You know, I was at camps with Paddy Mills, watching Paddy Mills and Joe Ingalls and those boys. I was a couple of years younger than them. But, yeah, I was around the mark, but, um, you know, chose a different different path. And it's there's always the the what-ifs and the, um, you know, when I see Delhi signing a four-year, $59 million deal for Milwaukee or whatever he signed back in the day, it was like, shit. You know, you, you always think what, what could have been. But, um, 
Now I get my fix these days at um, at King Club Monday night men's A grade basketball. It's the highlight of my week. The pick and sushi rolls have come from the clouds. We were dead last, and we won our last seven to sneak into finals. And we just knocked off the top team last Monday to get into the granny in two weeks. So bring it on. Squash, check it out if you haven't already uh, very soon. Cheers, Jack, and best of luck for the weekend. Thanks, Josh. You're a legend. Cheers. Cheers, mate. It's called uh, being an absolute legend. Oh, Josh, another fantastic interview. Well done. <laughs> mate, I love his approach just to, just to life. Just see, see, you know what? He calls out the bullshit. It's a bit like Harry Fitz. Yeah. Yeah, just do what you want. What do you think of that interview, Giorgio Bot? Yeah, Harry, oh, you are a stupid, stupid, stupid idiot for thinking oh or yeah, saying that. Uh, guys, make sure you review the pod, uh, tell any friends you have, and get involved through kickerfordmailbag at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Also, if you like the mini app, let us know. I want to see some Harry's Big House submissions. I want to see some Nuffy the Week submissions. I want to see any random shit you can think of. I thought you were going to rap there. Oh, sorry, I've got to go. I've got to watch no, a plane movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hey, great mini app.